and we will see you. Happy reading. Hey everybody, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And today is a check-in, possibly our last check-in before the discussion on the dictionary of lost words. I think so. I'm gonna get through it. I'm gonna get through it. I I think we need to set in stone next week's the discussion. Or or neither I, one of I us is gonna finish it. I have less than seventy six pages. I can do it. I just have not wanted to do it. I think I have about 150. I'm on page 200. Okay. Because I think it's 350. Yeah. 350, 360. I, don't, I think it depends on your copy. Yeah. I saw a cover that I liked so much more. Which cover do you have? I know we get hung up on covers. It's like brown. Is it the one, though, that has, like, the, like, luggage kind of stacked? I think so, yeah. That's, I think that's the one I have. Because I saw another one that was, like, this light blue with all these, like, flowers coming up. Oh. I was like, that one's pretty. Yeah. And even the person who was talking about it was like, look at this cover. I like, I was like, I like watching. Well, look at that plot. I like watching, or, like, comparing, like, the UK versus the US edition. Yeah. Because I think it's the maid that the UK edition is super pretty. Like, because the one, the American one's just like a black cover with says so like the maid. <laughs> yeah, there, right? like it's this really pretty, um, like green. No, other other more go over more. Oh no, oh, yeah, I'm finding it still. So those oh. are the two editions. Keep going, keep going. There you go. Oh yeah, that one's much prettier. Yeah, the green one's so much prettier than the red one. Why, why do they do two different covers? I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. And even um, Evelyn Hugo. Yes, I have seen that one. I think it's still, like, green. Like, I think it has the green dress. But it's a little bit different, like... They're, they're very similar. One she's like standing, and another one she's like. Yeah, lounging. she's like this. She's like loud. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody could see what I'm doing. <laughs> Just yeah, me. but they're both. You know I don't post these anywhere. Yeah. God forbid, someone sees in her. Yeah, but I just remember the maid hair right now. Yeah, I just remember the maid one sticking out to me because I was like, that is such a prettier copy than our U.S. edition. Well. This past week, I haven't read anything other than Dictionary of Lost Words, so... Are you still listening to it? Both. I fell asleep listening oh, <laughs> to it one night. I put the timer on, the sleep timer on my Audible. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is I woke up, and I, st- I still knew what happened. Oh. Like, I fell asleep before the ending, and I don't think it was because my brain was absorbing it. <laughs> I just think it was like, yeah, that makes sense that that would happen. <laughs> Yeah, so. um, I won't, I mean, you're further than me now in the book, but when we were talking about it last week, how we were both kind of like, it's pretty slow, and I was like, and I was much further than you at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and I was like, it's not getting any better, 
And then, like, that very next chapter that I read after we were done recording, I was like, it's gotten a little interesting at this point. That's a little... I don't know if I saw that coming. Not that it's, like, crazy or anything, but I was like, finally a little spice. (laughs) Like, a little dab in something. Like, I was like, finally. It falls into, like, a very similar complaint that I've had with a lot of books recently. But I feel like we can get into that next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I haven't read much, I think I was on, like, page 150 when we talked last, and I'm on page 200, so, do the math, people, not very far. (laughs) You figure it (laughs) out. You figure out how many pages I've read in a week. Um, but I'm almost done reading This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. Nice. Yeah, that one I should be able to, um, I think I have about... 60-ish, 60-ish pages left. So, I think I can finish that today, like, when we're done recording. That's good. Yeah. I have to, I only read, like, the first little bit of Bones and all, and I really like it, so I want to continue reading it. It's just, I was like, I have to get I know. dictionary done. I, I think that's my problem, is, like, I'm not making dictionary of lost words a priority. Mm-mm. And I, I was at first, but now that this time tomorrow is, I think, due literally this time tomorrow. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Oh. Uh, but I think it is literally due tomorrow. Well, I have to go to the library today because Remarkably Ooh. Bright Creatures, the actual book, I have to pick that up by the 24th. Ooh. And I was going to return The Cabin at the End of the World and What Moves the Dead. And then I realized yesterday, the Kevin at the end of the world was due, and there's a line so I can't renew it, which means I won't be able to check out Remarkably Bright Creatures unless I return it. So I have to do that, like, today. That's so funny, that's like, we're holding this book hostage until you return this book. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I think I heard that the Houston Public Library, which is not the library that I check out from, I do my, my specific county that they are getting rid of library fines. So that's how that's how my county is, too, or oh. like my city's library yeah. is. They don't do fines. Like I said, they will they will block you from checking things <laughs> out if I love it's this. overdue or, um, or if it's, like, you return the book and it's been damaged enough in some way that you need to pay to replace it. Yeah. I, I love that. Because then, I do too. I hope that means that the libraries are getting enough funding where they don't have to rely on fines. Well, but you also have people that just like keep checking out books and then never paying their fines. And so yeah. now you're finally putting that hold on like, no, like we're not doing that. So I do, I do I like that. To, I tried to get a hold of my mom's library card because I was like, maybe that'll expand. And then I don't think you're allowed to do that. Yeah. I don't know. And then I looked at it and wouldn't let me do it. She's got a 62 cent fine. And I was like, Mom, just give me the two, like the two quarters, a dime, and two pennies, and I'll take care of this for you. Um, there was another library. Like, when I was in high school, I had, like, our public library, and then there was another one that we could also get a card from. And I checked out a bunch of books, and I eventually returned them, but I had, like, a fine like it took me forever to return them and so then I just never went back to the library, to the library. 
have your books back. <laughs> I don't know if, like, they, like, never contacted me and were like, you really need to pay this fine. But, like, it's not like they charge you a dollar a day. Like, it's literally, like, 10 to 25 cents a day that they charge you. So it, I remember in, like, middle school, I had such... I, like, lost a book somewhere in my room, I found it, like, three months later, oh. and I just returned it, and I didn't tell my parents I had a fine, <laughs> and finally I was like, Mom, I got a fine, because it got so high that I oh, you couldn't, couldn't check out books. <laughs> I was like, Mom, I've got a fine. She's like, all right, and you're like, yeah. you know, here's three bucks, and I was like, it's $25. I want to know, like, what the largest library fine is. In history. I'll Google that right now. Yeah, let's let's play a little because twenty five dollars that's a long fine. <laughs> yeah, because when I say three months, like it probably was like nearly a year. And because I couldn't find it, I couldn't find it. If I should have told my parents up front; they would have just paid to replace it. Because <laughs> at that point, it was probably cheaper to replace it than pay a twenty five dollar fine. Yeah, <laughs> largest library fine, fine I love this. ever. <laughs> Whoa. Oh god. Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Sorry. $345.14. The amount Emily Canelo's Sims presented to the I'm gonna pr- pronounce that Kwani Public Library in Illinois after returning a book she found in her mother's house 47 years after its 1955 due date. Okay, but also, I feel like at that point, like, just, just forgive the fine. But also, isn't that crazy that for forty-seven years your fine's only in the three hundreds? Yeah, let me, uh, let me do some math on this, man. We are getting, we're, you're getting deep into this. Hey, this is interesting. That's my calendar, not my calculator. Oh goodness! Accidentally okay. set your alarm to your calculator. Listen, don't judge, because I may or may not have done that before. <laughs> it wasn't for anything important. It was like, you know. Yeah. Oops, oops. 14 cents divided by, what was it, 47 years? Mm-hmm. It's only like seven bucks a year. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, the, It's not like the libraries are like charging you a lot. Sorry, yeah, seven bucks a year. Yeah, they're not. Damn. They're not charging you a lot for your. Might as well get rid of the fees. You're not making anything. That's what I'm saying. Like forty-five dollars was not even enough to like. Yeah, like that's what I'm cover saying. Two months worth of, like one month worth of someone's salary. Yeah, I thought at some point, and I don't know if this. Was, I thought our library, like, I think after so long, like, they just charge you for the cover price of the book. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe what they did you know, with yours, because twenty five dollars, if it's a hardback, that's a that's a price for a hardback. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> I do know here I had, to, <laughs> I had to pay for the heart of the lonely hunter. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I swear it was fine when I turned it in, and then they told me it looked waterlogged. <gasps> I was like, this is what? this is not how I remember turning it in. Really? But because I am like. Millennial want to please everybody. Yeah, don't want to just... be a problem. I just I just paid it because I was like I don't want to worry. I paid it online. I was like I don't even want to go in to see a library. <laughs> how how much did they charge you for that? It was only like twelve bucks. I just 
See, I, I'm with you on I the... I thought about ordering it on thrift books, <laughs> getting it to them, but I was like, I don't want to ask somebody if I can do that. I... I'm with you on, like, the trying to please everybody, but I'm also that person that's like, send me a picture of this book, because I know that I did not have that. The only thing I was thinking, but you weren't really reading it when we, that 4th of July weekend. I didn't read it by the pool. Yeah, I was. I didn't have it outside. I read mine by the pool. (laughs) Like, I was reading mine. Did we accidentally switch and not know it? (laughs) No, because yours wouldn't have accepted. (laughs) Yeah, they'd be like, like, what is this? Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm always scared that Tank, because he has separation anxiety and he has chewed up quite a few books, I'm always scared he's going to chew up a library book. Like, I have that fear. And I'm just going to return it to him and be like, tell me what I owe. My dog is crazy. And they're going to look at it and they're like, ma'am, this isn't our book. <laughs> what, who is this? Is? <laughs> yeah, I. that's my fear of library books oh speaking of I so you know thrift books where I Mm -hmm. buy a lot of my books I had two free books from them and they were gonna expire like that free book was gonna expire on like January 10th Mm -hmm. so I was like crap I need to like use these up so I bought or I got two books for free I think with shipping, I paid like a dollar something for both books. So, the first book that I got was the reason it reminded me of this is because one of the books looks like a um, a old, not an old library book because it was a new edition, but with the plastic covering, you know. Oh, that's why it reminded me of it. Um, but we had talked about this book when we were doing the episode where we were making recommendations for my mom, but the final revival of Opal and Nev. Oh, Or yeah. Neve. Nev, because it was Neville, yes, by um, Donnie Walton. So I got that one because I was like, it was hardcover, like, new, and it was free, so I was like, sure. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. And then the other one that I got was called and this one is a thriller and I don't think we've talked about this one so I will um give a little synopsis if I can find it but it's called Wild Justice Sleeps by Stacey Abrams I've not heard of that let me see if I can find like a quick quick thing yeah Okay, so it says, um, Avery Keene is a bright young law clerk of the legendary Justice Howard Wynn, and she's doing her best to hold her life together, um, and it says, when shocking news breaks when Justice Wynn, um, Has, sorry, has oh sorry, has slipped into a coma, and her life gets turned upside down. She's immediately notified that Justice Wynn has left instructions for her to serve as his legal guardian and power of attorney. Plunged into an explosive role she'll never she never anticipated. Avery finds that Justice Wynn has had been secretly researching one of the most controversial cases 
before the court a proposed merger between an American biotech company and an Indian genetics firm, which promises to unleash breathtaking results in the medical field. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah? Because I remember, like, reading a synopsis talking about, like, as the, the lawyer or whoever was getting further and further into the case, realizing how crazier it was getting. Yeah. For some reason, I had it, like, um, again, I take screenshots of books, like, as I, like, see them on list, and so I was going through that screenshot, and, like, with thrift books, I could only, I think I had, I could only get a free book that was, like, $6 or less, and so a lot of the books I wanted was a little bit, they were a little bit more, and then I, um, saw that I had this one screenshot, so I, like, read it again, and I was like, oh, this kind of sounds good, and it was, I was able to get it for free, so I was like, why not? (laughs) Yeah, so those two books um, I got, and they came in probably last week, like right after we, like, I hadn't gotten them yet when we recorded last week, so I think that's why I didn't mention them. Nice. Well, Becca just texted me saying, (laughs) I finally got around to shipping her books. Oh, nice. (laughs) She said she got them, and luckily she has not read either of them. So I got her... American Gods by uh, Neil Gaiman, which I read quite a few years ago, but loved it. It was yeah. really good. So I was like, I feel like she's going to like this one. Um, and that one is basically gods that have been like worshipped, all that over all of humanity, like time of humanity. They're real. And they exist. And it, their power is based on how many people believe in them. So they talk about, there's like an old, old, old Norse god who eventually dies out because the clan that worshipped him, they all died out, they didn't pass down their beliefs, all that stuff. Whereas you've got, you know, people like, uh, there's like the god of technology because everyone's so focused on their phones and their computers and the internet and TV, and he's becoming more and more and more powerful. And the god, like the goddess of money, the goddess of sex. So it was very, very interesting, and um, I really loved it. Yeah. I like Neil Gaiman. I think he writes so interesting books and I've, stuff. Yeah, I've always heard like good things about him. And American Gods was tur- was turned into a show at some point, right? Yeah, I only watched like the first yeah. episode. It's one of those things again, where it's like if you really like a book and you're worried about the adaptation, so you just kind of like yeah back away from it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then what was the other one you got her? It was Nosferatu, which is the one I got your mom. Oh, yeah, by... Where, and I told her it was a Christmas book, <laughs> like how Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Lies. <laughs> Just because the, the main villain kidnaps children and takes them to, to Christmas land. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that was another one I really, really liked. It's by Joe Hill, because um, the main characters, I feel like she's not as stupid as a lot of, like, horror main characters are. Yeah. Like, in the very beginning, she's, like, like riding her bike. She's a little kid. And she sees, like, the, the, the car of the antagonist, the villain, pulling up, and she's just like, oh, shit, something bad's about to happen. So instead of being like, hey, guy, what's happening? She just fucking books it off. <laughs> it's, it's like that commercial where they're, like, in a horror movie, and she's like, why don't we get in the running car? And she's like, are you stupid? We're going to hide behind these chairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
like she's like and the, the, and the smart guy is one. just like like she's the smart one that's like let's just get in the car he's like yeah. you stupid <laughs> yeah that's that's how i think about that yeah um so becca that's at the very beginning of the book so like it's yeah. not like you know the, the twist or anything <laughs> i think my mom liked that book because she read it good yeah 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 I, I mean, you read Warren's, I read it, and his 20th Century Ghost short stories, which is not called something else, but yeah, um, I've enjoyed his books. Okay, well... The Fireman is another good one. It's not super, oh, yeah. like, horror. Heart-shaped box really scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so maybe you should not read that one. Maybe I'll recommend that one for your mom. Yeah. Um, so but The Fireman was really good. It was a little bit more, like... Yeah. Futuristic sci-fi... Fan, more like that rather than mm-hmm. horror well since now that she has those books i can also talk about the ones i got her because yes. she got hers and then she was like she sent me she was like is this merch i was like exclusive merch i was like there's only four of them around <laughs> yes oh i forgot to tell you i don't well, maybe i did tell you but claire was like this is amazing oh. i'm gonna put it on my debate bag because our debate bags like the same pink color oh, that's awesome <laughs> She was so like, mm. but she could like tell people like, I created this. Like that was I like, drew this, yeah, like, and it's for a super popular podcast. You probably haven't heard of it. It's super underground. <laughs> Definitely haven't heard of it unless you're one of our nine to fourteen followers. <laughs> unless you're like Cindy or Becca, <laughs> occasionally Jay. <laughs> oh God. Um, okay, so the two books that I got her, I got her Kindred by Octavia Butler. Which is, um, the, let's see, having just celebrated her 26th birthday in 1976, California, Dana, an African-American woman, is suddenly wrenched through time into antebellum, Maryland. After saving a drowning white boy there, she finds herself staring into the barrel of a shotgun and is transported back to the present just in time to save her life. So... She goes back in time, like, again, like, during that slavery time or whatever. And I think it's now a show on Hulu. I have no idea. Hulu or uh, Netflix. But you said you have read a book by it. I've read books by her. Yeah. She is kind of, like, anytime I've seen a list of who are good, mm-hmm. like, sci-fi authors, yes. hers is almost always at the top of the list. Yeah. And it's never, because she's... Um, she's black, so she's also celebrated as being, mm-hmm. you know, like a black author, bringing, um, like, black stories, especially yeah. sci-fi, bringing those characters forward. Um, but she's just, like, in general, a really good sci-fi author. Mm-hmm. Like, I read, um, Parable of the Sowers. I don't remember when. You know, I might have been my, my eco-feminism lit <laughs> I thought you were going to say... One is, like, your ecophys- it's, uh, like feminism like days like that you went through like a phase <laughs> like, I thought- it, and it wasn't it wasn't I wanted to take the class about wizards <laughs> but I couldn't because it didn't it didn't like I was in the like the honors or the scholars oh, program yeah. so I had to take specific courses that were marked as that not about and wizards. the wizards one was not <laughs> neither was the zombies one oh. so I got put into ecofeminism. Which, we read two really good books and two books I did not enjoy. So, you know, it was, it was split. But Parable of the Sower was one of the ones I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, like, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. 
um, essentially like slavery's back, women are like in constant, constant fear of being sexually assaulted, which not too different from today, but yeah, um, doesn't change, just like heightened at that. And the main character, she's, she's an empath, so she can like truly feel what other people around her are feeling. Uh, it was good. I, yeah. I would recommend that one. I think Becca likes Kindred. There was also... Well, the, the, in the Parable one, it's actually two, but like it's a duology. And I think that it's supposed to be a, um, a trilogy, but unfortunately the she author died. Away. Yeah, so, but I did hear that like there is a good like ending so that it could be a good duology. I read another book by her, I just realized, but I cannot. Maybe it's called Dawn or Adulthood Rights. I, I truly can't. But it's got, um, like, aliens. <laughs> yeah, she's very science fiction, like. Oh, yeah, that's, like, her. Yeah. Maybe it is adult. I could go back and I can and find it, but I also don't have my Kindle one of the One of the girls that I follow, she... One of her favorite genres is, like, post-apocalypto or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she says that Octavia does a really good, like, she writes really good ones. So, like, because I think, like, what was the one that we read? Station Eleven? Mm-hmm. And that one, I mean, it was it was okay. But I heard that. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, it was, um, it was called Dawn. Oh, okay. It's part of the Lilith's Brood trilogy, and it's um, essentially, like, aliens, and they come to help the remaining humans because there was a nuclear war and all this stuff, so. Um, I don't think I read adult. I don't think I read anything past Dawn, but... But, yeah, I mean, she's a very celebrated mm-hmm. author, as she should be. Yeah. I think, like, in general and definitely in the sci-fi. Yeah. So. I know I actually want to read it, so, as well, but I thought that would be a good one. And then when you told me that you had read one of hers, like, in high school, I was like, I hope Becca didn't have to read (laughs) that one. Because then I got worried. No, remembering that was definitely (laughs) ego-feminism. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I got her was Notes on an Execution by Dania Kukovka. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Cool. Um, but, sorry if I can't, I'm not great at pronouncing names. But this one is, hey, you don't know either. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just, I'm just laughing because a lot of times, like, before we do things, like, discussions, if I have to look it up, I'm like, how do you pronounce I know. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, so this is not. Um, we didn't really have anything to talk about. Yeah. It says, Ansel Packer so. is scheduled to die in 12 hours. He knows what he's done and now awaits execution. The same chilling fate he forced on those girls years ago. But Ansel doesn't want to die. He wants to be celebrated, understood. He hoped it wouldn't end like this, not for him. Through a kaleidoscope of women, a mother, a sister, and a homicide detective, we learn the story of Ansel's life. We meet his mother, um, Lavender, a 17-year-old girl pushed pushed into desperation, Hazel, twin sister to Ansel's wife, and then um, his uh, Safi, the homicide detective, hot on his trail, 
who has devoted herself to bringing bad men to justice, but struggles to see her own life clearly. As the clock ticks down, these three women sift through the choices that culminate in tragedy, exploring rippling, and um, exploring the rippling fissures that such destruction inevitably leaves in its wake. The beginning of that sounds very similar to the Book of Accidents, which I read last summer, mm-hmm. because it starts with um, a man being executed for these four murders and the fifth attempted murder of these girls, uh-huh. and he also is like, I'm coming back, bitches, so. Yeah. So, those were the two I got her. Hopefully she likes them. week is just to focus on getting Dictionary of Lost Words finished. I was talking to my mom about it yesterday, and she was like, oh, it sounds so good. Is it good? And I was like, it's boring. It's a bait and switch. I'll just give that away. Yeah. So, I have some feelings about the main character. Yeah, speaking of, we need to also have an episode about um, our buddy Reed. Oh, yeah. Because we've never talked about it. The Final Girl Support Group. I thought we did discuss it. Mm -mm. No, we didn't, did we? No, we never discussed it. Oh, well, maybe that can be the one after. Yeah. Dictionary. Yeah, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't think we ever, like, did an episode where we talked about the Final Girl Support Group, and we were all like, this is going to be a buddy read. (laughs) We're going to do buddy read. Yeah. So... We need to do that before I forget the book. <laughs> I was going to write up kind of a, not necessarily like a summary or synopsis, but things that stuck out to me. Yeah. So. Oh, I definitely had some thoughts. <laughs> I mostly have thoughts on things, but sometimes I don't. But, and those thoughts will be heard in a few episodes from now. <laughs> okay. Well, next week will be our discussion on Dictionary of Lost Words. We will force ourselves to finish it. Um, Is that our fourth book? Like, we've already announced, like, the other two. Like, this is, like, we've announced the other two for this set of three. I can look through. I have the episode list here. Okay. I think that this was number four, so we've already announced what the next two are. Yeah, because we did... True Biz, Seven Days in June, and Whisper Network. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, yeah, we'll do that discussion next week. Our Instagram is reading with celebs. Twitter is reading W celebs. So please go give us a like, follow, subscribe, all those fun things. And we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.